0: up and strap in you've clicked that pile of audio gold known as the half-assed podcast and now it's starting so here's a person to say some things i swear that son of a bitch that literal son of a bitch what he's got a piece from my tapper so he's just chewing on it oh yeah of course
1: he's like i know this is something he doesn't want me to do yeah.
0: so maybe i should get just out of his reach Chew yeah. it real loud. And you're like, hey guys, look at this. You know that crunchy thing you left on the floor? It tastes real good. Ugh. Some of <sighs> my right. some of my brother's crop. Oh yeah, I got some of that uh, Space Jam from him.
1: Oh okay, okay, yeah. He yeah. Do,
0: he does outdoor, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's in Illinois, so <laughs> yeah. It's like legal, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. So he said, yeah, we got plants all the way down the steps. It's like I mean why not if it's legal. Right. I guess it's like, like three three plants guess, per person.
1: I guess uh the only thing is is like if people see it's getting close to harvest I guess they'll take yeah, it.
0: But it's literally right outside their door. Yeah, so pretty hard <laughs> to pretty hard to mess with those. Yeah, you'd have to come basically right in their goddamn living room to get a hold of it so it's Yeah, did I, did I send you those videos of the uh the worms? No, I don't think so. You what didn't you get mean? that? Oh, my God. Well, my brother gave me a couple of different kinds to try them out. So I rolled one up, and I got upstairs, and right as I'm about to flame it up, I look at the dubage and I see this orange, orange dot inside. And I instantly go, I know what uh, that is. <laughs> yep. I had to go get the scissors and cut open the side of it, and the fucking worm pops right out of it.
1: Yep. I was going to say the outdoor stuff, like yep. I've read online, like some people spray it with like lemon water and stuff so that it like ah. detracts that. But yeah, like, out, but outside I've, I've read that but you can find like spider mites and stuff too, like okay. like web, like web in it. Like, oh, that i spider. Yeah, yeah. Like where there's like web spread out through your
0: bud. Right. I've like you pick it apart and it looks right. like, where did all this shit come from? And it just, mm-hmm. okay, I guess I didn't know what yeah. that was. Those are called um, spider mites. Yeah, but yeah. it's basically like a microscopic spider
1: that uses buds as like a trap, you know? Ah.
0: As I was gonna say the weed worms I'm intimately familiar with, I've smoked more than one in my day. And I can tell you they uh they they go pop <laughs> and oh, then a yeah. giant uh, cloud of black smoke comes out and it tastes like you're smoking butt. How long Next ago one? was
1: this? It was probably oh, you twenty five years ago. In. Yeah, you couldn't just
0: readily get a bunch of weed, so like you got what you got. <laughs> no, it was literally my buddy lived in Lacrosse, and I went to visit him. So you know how that works. If you go yeah. up to visit yeah. somebody, the whole go town's visit dry. Go your buddy. Yeah, yeah. You like and that's talks like, like all my this shit about how much smoke they can get up there, and then you show up to town like, oh yeah, nobody's got nothing. So, yeah, so me and him actually <clears throat> left Lacrosse on like a Sunday afternoon, drove to Wisconsin Dells and back just to get this fucking bag yeah and uh yeah we finally get home after like an all weekend looking for this and fucking poof yep So we go to pack up the second one and <clears throat> i start breaking a butt apart and a little orange guy just pops out and uncoils <laughs> and we we just went oh now that black smoke makes sense yep i was gonna say like just
1: getting the outdoor stuff, you never know. <laughs> Could be yeah. any kind of bugs in there.
0: I was surprised at,
1: <laughs> how few people were aware of them. Like, a lot of people don't have like a connection to people who grow outdoors, you know? Most of the stuff right. that people I know that I get, all their stuff is very clearly like from an out like
0: an indoor place. <laughs> yeah. Very well, you usually tell by that <laughs> hay smell if it's been outside. But that's why I asked mom, because I thought, well, the fucking 70s, you guys had to run into these all the time, right? And she's like, I've never heard of this. Well, that's the
1: thing there is maybe they were just so used to it, they didn't even right about it.
0: Yeah. Too busy sorting through stems
1: and seeds. If you see what they were smoking back then, it it probably tastes like shit the whole time. (laughs) Right? I did see, you know what I did see, like, uh, last week or something? Some town in Wisconsin (laughs) actually caught on. They banned... (laughs) Delta 8 and Delta
0: 10. Like in certain they're, towns? Yeah, or? they're starting to in certain towns. Yeah. See, I told my buddy this. Yeah, As soon as the loophole is... People are aware of it, they're going to start closing it. It'll be city ordinance level. Yeah, yep.
1: Well, I don't think Platteville will ever do it just because College Town, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. they kind of a little bit more open about that stuff. If they're going to allow... Lambo tobacco and all that and the uh, head shop to be there they yeah. must have keep it
0: open. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would have to cause some sort of major fucking upheaval and series of problems before them to do anything but well, I said you is, never know.
1: I know that they I know a lot of people who work down at you know at the head shop and they wouldn't just they would probably go up and fight that at the city council meeting probably cuz it oh, would I'm sure. it, it would
0: hurt their business technically. Oh, big time.
1: Wisconsin just needs to legalize it already. It's
0: fucking ridiculous. Yeah, we're fucking surrounded by all these legal states. <clears laughs> I'm like, fucking do the math.
1: Yeah, it's like,
0: dude, and when you
1: live near a border, you can drive 10 minutes one way and get something and drive back. It's not like you're stopping people from getting it. Right. It's like I could, <clears throat> If I really needed weed, I could drive down to Galena. <laughs> I- exactly. Exactly. It's like if they really want to go down and, like, get some really good stuff where you don't have to worry about it, have weed in an hour and be back.
0: Yeah, you're going to pay a little bit with that extra tax, but, hey, like I said, you're not going to have you're, weed or a fucking worms popping out of them, so and you, you yeah, know where your
1: money went. You're getting guaranteed,
0: like, government-regulated like weed. <laughs> right, like, good quality. You know what the THC level is. It's Yeah, when you have that option, like, an hour away... It's like, what good is our state? (laughs) What good is your illegalness doing? Right. And even when it wasn't, it's not like there was any shortage of it around anywhere anyway. And it's getting to the point where even cops are like, really?
1: Like, do I really have to bust this guy for weed? Like, this is just taking up my time now.
0: Yeah. And I've heard around here, and I'm going to assume the source I got it from was reliable. But I was told that the county guys here are given the option to basically say, hey, hand that to me i'll throw it away and we'll pretend this didn't happen well my buddy got pulled over up by
1: lancaster fenimore and they were like yeah like they're like actually we switched it over to sydney ordinance you give us the weed you don't even go to jail you get to go home right now like and then we just give you a hundred dollar ticket it's like okay quit
0: quit doing that shit around here and go home
1: they they didn't give him a paraphernalia. They're like, actually we'll just take that too and you just go home. Like yeah, right. it's just like, like It's like okay.
0: Cat. Damn cat, get out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's attacking my headset cord. <laughs> so I guess uh maybe get into a little bit of football here. Yeah. And yeah. I think it I think it'd be a pretty easy talk right now of how everyone's struggling
0: having to ride the wires to build teams it's been pretty brutal well like i called it on the pod fathers last weekend 2021's been a fantasy war of attrition it's been just get somebody off the wire slap some putty in it and uh hope that she floats yeah the one saving grace of this is everybody else is in the same spot yeah
1: it, and it's funny because I felt like in the beginning that it was just me and then I talked to my brother mm-hmm. and he's like, I lost three guys and then I had a COVID exactly. guy and then it was just like, OK, well, he's he's doing pretty good. And uh, he's he said that uh, I, I think week two, I had four people out like on the normal, like normal starters. I had four people out like two with mm-hmm. COVID two like for mm-hmm. three weeks, but on
0: IR, it was just it's been brutal. It's really easy to feel bad about your lineup <clears throat> and then go look at the other teams in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and suddenly not feel so bad anymore. Um, everybody's beat up. Everybody's injured. Uh, I, like I said, that's why I hate one-year leagues so much. Sizzling hot takes. What What's the skill in winning a one-year league, especially in a year like this? Yeah, like, yeah. The, oh, you're you're a great talented GM and drafter because you predicted everybody would get fucking hurt and you had the three guys that weren't like that's not skill. That's fucking dumb luck. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to convince everyone
1: an auction to do to do a dynasty also because it's like we've done yeah, this. Be,
0: how long? How long weird is an auction dynasty draft? Yeah, yeah, how you'd have to auction rookies too then. Yes. So like it'd just that's be a, what, a wow. That's what, like, and you would do it in some weird. I don't
1: know how you would do like the rookie draft because I don't think Yahoo <sighs> would have it set up for you to do. There,
0: something like that. there is a way. Yeah, there actually is. You have to go, um, put all your keepers in for the entire league. So you would basically have to put in all the keepers, but leave three spots open or however many positions your draft would be.
1: Well, and, maybe and maybe then, we would just keep. Maybe the initial draft would be auction, but maybe just keep it. Cool. Because yeah, it if, be you're, if you're if you're in dead if you're in dead last, like how is it fair that you have I guess you could maybe give them more money
0: like in the draft. Oh, that's true. That'd be interesting. Kind of um yeah, yeah tilt, the, tilt the tilt the money pile instead of the draft position since yeah. draft position in an auction is totally irrelevant. Yeah, I mean
1: that's what I like this is the only league that I really am in anymore that's not auction.
0: Yeah. Huh? I do like auction. It's fun. Most people nowadays they're
1: like, "Oh, you you know what, you know, past the like into the third or fourth round, everyone knows what players getting taken still basically, you know. I mean, you're you're in a pretty good spot where you know like who the top guys are and ev- obviously everyone has like that certain person they're not going to take that is considered high tier.
0: Right. But you generally know who's going where. Well, and that's like, my strategy too. When I play auction, I either nominate that guy who yep. who should be in that spot. Well, and then that's what you end up doing, you know? Right. And then you put in basically as the, your opening bid is as much as you're willing to spend. And then yep. if somebody goes over you, that's that. But the other the other angle I take is to nominate some later round guy who nobody gives a shit about. And it's like, are they going to pony up cash on this guy early or are they going to be like, fuck him? I can let him go because there's big names. uh, I can go either way. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing is there's a lot
1: of strategy to it. And it's like over like, especially in this league, because it's mainly the same people. So they probably all have like the same tendencies. Right. All. All. I learned like right away, don't spend money on a QB. Everyone lets QBs go to the last second. And then you get Uh, like, you end up, you end up getting Kyler Murray for $5 anyway, at the end. (laughs) It's
0: like, well, well, there's enough starters out there.
1: Everyone just starts going like, especially running backs. People overpay for running backs a lot, especially the, how running backs work nowadays. There's two, three people that are getting used. It's like,
0: it's pretty hard to spend money on a guy. And depending on how savvy the other guys are, if you can just nominate somebody who's a name, sometimes yeah. that's enough. Yep. And it'll be like, oh, I know this guy's name. I will take Odell Beckham. Yeah, exactly. He's the guy that I throw up because I never oh, would draft him. Exactly. And it's like,
1: if I get him for a dollar, I get him for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. It's like, I'll throw like, him uh, up if okay. people spend $30 on him of their $200 budget on one player who I think yeah. is trouble, who I don't like
0: at all. Right. Yeah, so that's my two strategies. I would throw up somebody like Odell, or I would dig deep for uh, some late round tight end that nobody uh, wants yep. at all. Yep. <laughs> Just knowing I'll get them cheap early. Yeah, there's a lot of strategies to auction that
1: definitely can help. And I think it, like I said, I think it depends on who you play with. Everyone's going to have, and
0: I've played yeah. with these guys for years, so I kind of get where they're going to spend money at. <laughs> And, and honestly, that's one of my favorite parts about setting up a league. And what I one of the things I like about Dynasty is when you've got guys who've been there for 10 years, you've got an idea. Like yeah. a, in our league. Big 12 Dynasty football. A 12-man half PPR Dynasty with no practice squad. Founded by Ron in 2015. Currently in its seventh season. A magic Bus. Yeah, like he was in front of me in the draft and I'm just like, yes, he's a fucking wild card. I don't know who he's going to take, but I know it's not the number one guy on the board and uh, I'm picking me. It's like, oh, Edward Solaire is coming to me. Yeah, that's you know, what's funny. I think you were one pick ahead of me
1: last year and I was going to take him and you took him and then I got DeAndre Swift, which has been which has been great. Yeah, he's been solid. He's been going crazy on the Lions. And speaking of Lions, Tim Boyle is starting for them. Oh, no
0: shit. Did you see that? See, Mason Rudolph broke him.
1: I have this stat from his college thing. I wanted to read it off to you. This is his college stats. (laughs) People said this is the most miraculous QB that's ever started in the NFL game ever. Oh, drum roll, please. 55% completion rate. 3,371 yards total in college. Negative 162 rushing yards. Oh, Jesus. 12 touchdowns, 26 interceptions, and a QB rating of 60.3. And his senior year is the only year he started from game one and finished the season in college. And he's been on the Packers and the Lions and now is starting.
0: I just threw up in my mouth a little.
1: It does not make sense.
0: Oh, that's terrible. I can taste it in the back of my throat. (laughs) 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions. The worst part is the production from Jared Goff is not going to drop off that much. No, no. It will barely no. be a noticeable difference. I mean, what do you think of Goff this year? I feel like they should have won. <sighs> they should have beat the Steelers if he could throw the ball a little bit. I thought oh, he had Raymond wide open on a touchdown, like two steps past yeah. uh, the the defensive back. And, and the guy, he, fucking is that the underthrew one where he had it. to stop. He had to stop. Yes. For it. Yes. Yeah. If it's a good throw, it's a touchdown. If it's a bad throw, it's like a 35-yard game. It has to be a shit throw to be nothing, and that's what it was.
1: And, like, he loaded up, too. Like, when he threw it, I'm like, oh, this is going to the touchdown. And, like, all of a sudden he slows up and has to wait for the ball to get there.
0: Yeah. I don't know if maybe he was hurt because, obviously, he's not playing this week. Yeah, I mean, maybe he is. I, but I hope for his the sake. running The running
1: <laughs> thing is everyone's saying Tim Boyle's going to pull a Matt Flynn and
0: just go off. I, I'm i here for it. I'm totally here for it if that happens. It would be <clears> amazing. amazing. A guy with a ne- – like, how do you have, like, a negative touchdown interception ratio and get drafted? Like, I'm sure he's not even at, like, a top-flight college. There's probably still no, some low-tier – um, Like, he did was, this – it was Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> so he did this against like inferior competition. He played like horseshit. Yeah. Like, Oh, the thing that gets me is he never
1: rushed for positive yards. He got sacked so many times. He I was going to say that's gotta be sack totals. It's gotta be. But how do you, once well, you figure three QB rating and, and convince people are like, how do you convince two teams to even get you on their team? He must, maybe he's fast. <laughs> he, maybe he just has a silver tongue. Maybe the QB coaches just
0: like him. I don't know. Well, well, like look at Trey Lance. Like, was he playing at like North Dakota State or something? But he's got the measurables. He's fast. He's like and these guys, I mean, there's enough ego at those positions. They think they can develop anybody. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm good enough. Yep. I can turn yep. this guy with six fucking starts under his belt who's a converted wide receiver or some bullshit. Oh, I'll I'll make him great. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting.
1: And and then they'll they'll literally go and build a whole game plan around those guys. That one person who just for his one like athletic ability, you know. Right. It's like you see that with Lamar and it works because he's so fast and Juke's probably better than anyone in the fucking league, but I mean, you take a random guy that
0: they think they can develop, he's not going to do stuff Lamar can do. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't imagine that Tim Boyle actually has those measurables. I'm just kind of projecting no. that onto him because it's I can't fathom how somebody with that kind of production. I mean, it's, the measurables have to be off the chart. That'd be yeah. like, he's a football IQ guy. His dad's a coach. Like, there's got to be something going oh. on
1: here. So he went. He went to UConn, then went to Eastern Kentucky. Okay. But Uh, still, those are not
0: football schools. The football powerhouse of UConn? You're not. (laughs) It's like they're not football. They're not football schools. Right. So. That's that's mind boggling. I'm going to have to do some digging into the history on this guy and see how he's built this off. But someone said, yeah,
1: like the coaches here, I see the coaches just liked him. So someone's like, so basically he just talked his way into the NFL.
0: Yeah. He could be one of those guys where he's like third generation. His dad's a coach, his grandpa's a coach. And he just comes in and they showed him a chart and he's reading defenses. And they're like, oh, I love this guy. Yeah. He he knows all the things he can't do them, but he He knows knows a check down. Yeah, like he knew that that safety was going to move. Oh man, he's so far ahead of these rookies. Let's let's bring him in. I guess yeah. we got a sixth round flyer and a guy who you know why not?
1: If he can honestly in in the NFL, way more than the college reading defense matters. In that yeah. I would say at least because right. you know in NFL they, it they say you know like college is physical, like the NFL is mental. You know, like he
0: yeah, I don't you know can how to have it. a. a a physical advantage that can overcome, you know, scheme or defensive or whatever. Uh, I think it's a lot more possible in college. There's, yes, there's a yeah. bigger disparity in the top talent to the bottom talent. Where the NFL, it's, I it says some guys are fantastic and they lose a half a step and they're not even rosterable anymore. It's yep. just amazing how how close the talent from and, top to bottom. That That is a good
1: point. Like, you'll see a guy get injured. He'll come back, and you're like, oh, he's slower. And, like, right. just, he won't ever make – and it's like that guy was top
0: tier last year. And he lost a step, and now he can't even get separation. <laughs> well, the, the, like, the thing that comes to mind for me is Peyton Manning. Like, when he came back from that neck surgery, he couldn't fucking oh, – he, he had a wet yeah. noodle for an arm. But yeah. he knew <laughs> what to do. And where to be like he was able to overcome some of that by knowing so much that it was kind of impressive
1: being a tape rat, you know, he's admitted to like, Oh, I sat at home and watched defenses for hours and hours and hours by myself.
0: Oh, one of my favorite moments was that year he came back. I think we played them week one and there was, uh, they were on like backed up into their own territory and Palomalu. We still had him. He came up from the secondary, walked up to the line Yep. Manning audibled, Palomalu backed up. They went back and forth like five times until Peyton Manning finally called the timeout and everybody kind of looked at each other and smiled and nodded. And I was like, that is the greatest non-play I have ever fucking seen. That was just, it was beautiful. Like, whatever <laughs> they tried to sell me with soccer being this beautiful game. No, 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 no. Manning and Palomalu, like, when we get done here, I might go fucking YouTube that. And I bet you a tear comes to my eye. Oh, man, I'll have to check that out. I've never seen that. Oh, it's great. It, he audibles or checks out three or four times. Palomalu responds and moves to a different spot. And then it was just, oh, it was a it was glorious thing of beauty. I've actually heard a lot of
1: stories of Palomalu, like I reading up, like reading, like uh, random plays that like they never call. like yeah, and exe- especially like Pat pat mcafee he's like oh it's a guaranteed touchdown on this fake and he's like for some reason palo lines up in the sea gap no one yep. ever lines up there he was why just would he there. do that it's
0: like why is he there
1: like this guy can just read minds <laughs>
0: yeah like he watched tape he saw they did this one time two years ago and uh oh yeah. I, I wonder maybe they're doing this and i
1: honestly believe people who really take the time to figure out you know formations and stuff they they have generally
0: way more success in the nfl yeah it buys you so much leeway i mean you've done i'm sure you've done it playing madden where you just look at something you're like oh oh god there it is yep yep like uh, maddie was actually down here a couple a couple months ago her boyfriend's got madden and she wants to fucking beat him so she had me down here showing her how to play so i'm showing her how to read defenses and the way these pass routes are going to work yeah, It was, it was hilarious. Cause I mean, I just like, okay, keep an eye on B, you know? And then I would just yell now for her to push the button. They're yep. <laughs> like, see, look, he wasn't open when you threw it, but you could see by the way the yep. route goes, he's coming behind because that safety moved. Like, oh, she's like, I think I give, fo- I like, I kind of like football now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's all it took for me like when we first started the dynasty like I watched football but I did not watch football like I didn't watch football or anything like I was still really young actually like when yeah. we, when we started that dynasty Right. And uh yeah I do not watch I did not watch football at all back then but like now I've played Madden with like my brother in franchise and I know it's a stupid comparison like you said but it really but, but does you help you it really does help you, like, learn, like, oh, if I throw the ball
0: before he's turned around, like, the defender has no chance of getting there. Or my favorite, I'd show her and be like, okay, look, the safety moved down or the linebacker came down. He's in this area. You know, that takes this away. But that yep. means this is open. So I said, watch these two guys. And whichever way this guy breaks, you throw it the other way. Yeah. And. And she's like, Oh, I it's like I thought it was just guys smashing into each other and it's like no no, no it's No Curl routes work because the ball's in the air before
1: the receiver's turning around and stuff right. like that. It's like right. that's why that stuff works. They don't give the option to defend it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. The He's still running forward before he know before he even sees the ball. He knows it's there.
0: Yeah, that cornerback's not watching the ball. He's facing the other way, running with the receiver. The yep. ball's in the air. The receiver's still going upfield. By the time he plants his foot and turns around, that corner's yeah. got no fucking hope. Yeah, all he's got to do is hope he can come around and fucking wrap up and stop him where he's got it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's very small things in football like that matter a lot. And that's why people, I, people do those wide receiver screens and running back screens all the time now. Because it's like, if you can get to that side of the field with four blockers in front of you, that's like 10, 15, 20 yards,
0: you know, just for well, nothing. And some of these guys are so explosive, you just have to get the ball in their hands. Yeah, And that's if all they're not a running back, the easiest way to do that is you throw it sideways where it's not covered. Yep. And so you it's like, see shit. that so much more now. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, 20 years ago, these guys you could just game plan an explosive wide receiver out of the game. He's gone. Yeah. Like, yep. Oh no, now we'll do a little bubble screen. We'll get it to him underneath. Let him in his natural ability, just fucking juke out the first guy. Hopefully a block sets up. And if he gets in the secondary bang, Yeah. it's just, yep. it, yeah, get it to the weapon. It doesn't have to be a 40 yard pass. And it's like, you see that
1: that's what Andy Reid does really well with the chiefs is like, Look at the plays they do a lot of the time. Like, a lot of their fast receivers, they'll just, like, they'll do, like, those little, uh, you know, reverse, wide receiver reverses. They'll give it to Tyreek Hill or Byron Kringle or Hardman. jet sweep or something. Yeah. They run a 4-2. As soon as they get past the first blocker, like, good luck catching that guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's all they're doing. If you can get him into the secondary, you know, you got a shot. Look at and then
1: you get guys like Metcalf who are just massive. You know, they'll just catch balls over you. They just don't even look. The QB doesn't even look. They just throw it. They just know he's going to be down there,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's what I said about uh, Claypool last week on the pod, too. He's one of those guys. When he's covered, he ain't bleeping covered. No, no. Like, he's you just throw it up. And he'll just go get it. And, you know, I think every team
1: needs one of those guys. Like, a guy that you can. Hey, let's try to take a shot. Like, I don't care if you are covered, like, make the catch.
0: Yeah, and certain quarterbacks love those guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Ben has always lobbied to bring those guys in yep. from Plexico Burris to uh, Limus Swede to uh, oh man, Martavis Bryant and <laughs> shit. Now, even Fri- Friar Muth and Claypool. He's yep. always advocating for the and gigantic guy. I
1: think everybody. Like on the ste- like besides like Deontay Johnson and Washington, like because they're kind of a little bit shorter routes. But I think even like Juju, Claypool, all those guys are like balls you can toss up to. Like that's just what Ben likes. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that with AB. always one of one. A.B. I mean, like even when he was there,
0: as even as little as he is, Ben could oh, just he throw it up to him. Such a good route runner, though. You can just throw it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you catch. knew if he had a spot he was supposed to be at, he was going to be at that spot. It's yeah. like to this day, he's I was going to put together a list of my favorite players to watch, and I think he might still be in the top five oh, his yeah. footwork and his route running. I mean, my God, I got that man is the man is a joy to watch. He is. I mean, I've even
1: enjoyed like when he did well on the Bucks
0: like oh, a couple yeah. times
1: this year. Well, yeah, I mean still. He caught like a there was like a fifteen yard like curl route like at the sideline. And he like put his
0: toes juke down move on the next guy and oh. then just took off. And I was like, Okay. I was like, he still he's, got it. He's back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved I love watching that guy. Le'Veon Bell was another one, but he makes me sad now. It's just I'm not sure what happened. Like how do you take a year off and then you're just shit well that money got to his head you know but he actually
1: got he got paid and then he didn't produce and he's like well i'll just write out this contract then you think
0: i I mean i know that he was on the jets so that takes some of that away but it's like he didn't he didn't run the same like that patience that he had, where he'd stand behind the line and wait for something to happen. Yeah. Like he didn't have that in New York. I don't know if they told him not to do that. I know their line was shit. Cause that's the thing that pisses me off. I got into it with some guys on Twitter that talking about how great that Pittsburgh line was. Of course, Le'Veon was great there. It's like, no, fuck you. Go watch the tape. Those runs by Le'Veon are fucking busted blocks. That's him standing in the backfield waiting for the tackle to miss his fucking block so that he can run into the gap where the guy should be held. Hey, it's like, Ron, Man. hold on. Oh, okay. Sorry. And now we present a half-assed podcast smoke break. Kick back and light him up. We'll resume shortly. And to accompany your smoke session, now I will talk gibberish. Mmm, Lord. Mmm, <clears throat> Lord. Gonna load up the pipe now. Gonna pack it up full there. Smoking in the morning, and smoking in tonight. Got the pop screen in place. oh. Seal up the mason jar. (laughs) Mingus Dew. Thinking man's pop. Ah, Mango (laughs) Reinhardt. Sit in the basement, get high, lick my asshole. It's all in an average cat day. Please continue to smoke. (laughs) Oh, son of a... Son of a... Got that phlegm. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Oh that homegrown. That homegrown. Oh. Enjoy a drink of Schlitz with me. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Here we go. What? Ah. Oh, Schlitzy in the morning, penis in the evening, penis in the afternoon. (laughs) God damn (sniffs) it. In the throat. <clears> throat. Goddamn coat of mucus covering my uvula. Damn you to hell! Damn you, mucus! Oh, hey, there we go. I was just just cursing out my voice to text. I mean, I know I speak like a mushmouth Midwestern hillbilly, but clearly there's no way I said this would be great father for the episode like what would that even mean come on you're a fucking algorithm do do yeah. the math I know too though I, I use a lot of fucking weird words though so I guess I shouldn't who says fodder really <laughs> like, name name yeah. one more person you know that's got fodder just ready in the vocabulary to fire off unironically I'm mean, just Schlitz schlitz classic i found it in town i i,
1: it, I seen someone drinking it in Platteville, so they th- it must be yeah. around
0: at like at a bar or like just at a no at a residence yeah like we were at a house and he had schlitz i was like where the hell okay. did you get that thing huh but, yeah i was like i've not seen that around so i think somewhere around here has it well, I had been looking. Like I said, the only place I could find it was Viking Liquor. And then I said something to the chick at uh, Downtown Liquors, and she's like, oh, we we got it back there. Apparently, they had a, like a whole walk-in cooler that I had just never gotten to because I never made it past the craft beer section. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you got other shit in here. <laughs> like Schlitz and bottles. Like, I've I've been two yeah. and a half years. I've been looking for this. That it's
1: like, all right, I know what all those fucking Bud Light, like I know what's back there.
0: Yeah, so that, like, that's mainly I, what it was.
1: And then you, and then, and then you kind of just don't think about them, you know, maybe
0: getting something from not right. around the area, yeah. back there. I've got no need to go look at Miller Light. I know yeah. what it is, so I, yeah, I never yeah. made it any further past the fucking moose head in a bottle. <laughs> if I want some Bud Light or something, I would
1: go. Like I'm not going to make it too far past this.
0: Moosehead sounds good. Maybe next time we do Adele's Adventure, I think we'll just pick up some Moosehead. Yeah. It's a good Canadian lager, I, damn it. I don't think I've ever had that. Really? Oh, no, it's a moose good drinker. It, it, it it's a good drinker. Just <laughs> solid, like spring, fall, nice, crisp lager. Hopsity Brewing. Got a picture of a moose on it. That's all I need to know. Okay,
1: Moosehead.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a giant ass. I don't think I've ever had. I don't think I have ever had this. And for me, throws it back to a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> it's was, it was called the the orgasm man or something like that. Oh, if you god. mentioned certain things, he would just have an orgasm, <laughs> like like Jim Kelly in the no yeah. huddle offense. This, oh god, you know, that's orga- hilarious! Moose head in a bottle. I should look it up. Uh, I think it was actually Rob Schneider. Someone did something similar
1: to that. I think it, um, Tom Segura. He was talking about people who had weird diseases. And one of them was that. And then one of them was some lady in America like fell and hit her head. And when she woke up, she could only speak in a British accent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> real, that shit it's happens. A, it's a real disease. It's That's, like, what? It how does that happen? That tells you how little we understand about the human brain. The human
1: brain makes no sense. And... You know how, like, I was reading about, well, I wasn't reading, but I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about lobotomies and how for huh. some people it actually made them completely normal. But other people, it obviously made them just, like, insane. Huh. So it's, like, like interesting. It's, like, all they did is, like, shove a rod into someone's brain back in the 50s. And
0: right. It's, like, they,
1: all of a sudden they're normal again. It's, like, we'll what? Poke
0: around in there. See if we hit the right spot. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's just a pile of mush. There ain't too much to it. I mean, shit, I've seen a Model T under the hood, and that's complex. This brain ain't nothing. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's like, it seems almost like
1: doctors are scared to mess around with the brain, you know, because you never know what's going to
0: happen because it's, like, so complex. It just doesn't make sense. Well, like you said with that head trauma thing, there's been people that have done that and, and then full-blown spoke Mandarin Chinese. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like what? like I I understand the accent thing because that is like okay I can justify that that's in your data bank you know what that sounds like maybe yeah. you got hit and a wire got crossed where now instead of knowing what that sounds like that's how mm-hmm. you sound yeah but yeah there's no way you just had Mandarin Chinese in your fucking memory bank and jarred it loose like there's yeah. something else at play like. More like the brain is a goddamn antenna, like some kind of receptor. That's like, yeah, that's kind of like um those
1: guys who have that disease who have like perfect pitch, like they can hear a song one time and play it. Oh,
0: and, yeah, you know
1: what I'm saying? Like people will just like throw like show them a song perfect and then pitch like and perfect time. That's amazing yeah, to me. They just they just like know the song. Like it's yeah. like all they have to do is hear it one time. It's like there's a weird thing.
0: Things we don't understand about the brain that's just like, how the hell is that possible? I don't think it's something that everybody could do if they just put the hours in. Yeah. I've got guitars hanging on my wall down here, and as far as perfect pitch and perfect time goes, I can tell you I do not have perfect pitch, but perfect time I also do not have Well, there's a famous video um and
1: he has that perfect pitch, and people will, like the pitch machine and they'll sing. And he can tell you exactly, like, even if they're bad that's at singing, he can tell stupid. you exactly, like,
0: what note they're they hitting. Are. It's like, that's yeah. weird. That is. That is. But you have people that can do that with numbers, you know. You're it's just like, like hey, what's what's uh 15% on $2084? And, and they like, can just boop. spit it out. Yeah, it's like their brain doesn't even think about it. Just like. and what's crazy, though, I should uh, send you looking for this. There was a thing, I think it was 60 Minutes years ago, they did a thing about these people with absolutely insane memories. Yeah. One of them is a dude I used to work with at the radio in Lacrosse. Interesting. So he's and on there with what like... What was it? Uh, like, it's amazing. They had like six of them in chairs and the guy would just say a thing that happened. And in unison, they would all just say the date. It's like blah 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 blah. And some of them would be like, Yeah, I had this for breakfast, I was wearing this. Like they could tell God. you anything you named, they could just wind back and fucking recall it.
1: People like with that kind of disability that remember weird like they But they remember they'll just know everything about all of it. I, there was a kid there was a kid in Platteville that had, you know, like a mental problem and he knew people's batting averages,
0: he knew every. Yeah, it's how the hell (laughs) it's a it's a it's a fucking gift. That's why it's like, you know, all these people, quote unquote autism. It's like, no, instead of being like they can't do all these things, like we need to find out the thing that they can do and use the shit out of it. Because they've got some amazing talent and we're not taking advantage of it.
1: There's definitely like a weird cross, Like you said, it's wired different in their
0: brain to where like that stuff just comes natural to them. It's weird. Well, I want to email this guy. Cause I realized that any time that I may have like come across as a dick or ininten- unintentionally done something, like yeah. he remembers it. So like, I want to email him and be like, Brad, you remember that day that I was making sounds in the studio and you made one and I shut the door? Like, wasn't being a dick just like thought I was annoying you. Like, and he'll be like, Oh yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. November 2nd, 2004. Oh yeah, no, no, I didn't take offense. Like I seriously, like now I feel like I need to say that to him. Cause I know yeah. he remembers that I was me. Ma- I was going and then he started doing it basically to be like, I was too high. I should have been like, perfect. Get in here and help me do this. But instead yeah. I shut the fucking door and like, Oh, he remembers. He's probably like, that guy doesn't like me. They're like, no, Brad, you're cool <laughs> yeah. as hell. I just, I'm sorry, I was high. You, know,
1: you you're like, oh, I probably came off, but I didn't intend to come off that
0: way. And it just, like, right. makes me cringe. It wouldn't bother me, except for that I know he remembers that now. Yeah. I had no clue yeah. he was, like, a savant with this shit. Yeah, like, that's funny. Like, that's oh, funny. God. Like I liked the guy. I used to give him shit, which I'm sure I said he probably remembers all that too. Like, my mem—my <laughs> memory's good. Obviously, I can recall that, but it ain't great, man. I don't. That's amazing to me. And having a having a brain like
1: that just insane. We should definitely be trying to figure out what to do with that type of thing. Because yeah, it's like the opposite. Like you said, we kind of like, oh, you guys aren't as smart as.
0: Us, but you can it's like, why don't right. you just like study their brain and figure that out? Like, yeah, it's not that like they're not going to sit still and listen to you rattle on about some subject they don't care about. And maybe it's more the social thing where they're just like, they'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but but honestly, it's like, yeah, you know, there's some other thing that they are able to do that other people can't. And a lot of it is just realizing that and figuring it out. There was actually like a class for this in Lancaster. Like they took the gifted kids and they basically put them in a class once a week or something, and they would just do different exercises. That's the FBI, you know,
1: like sorting list right there. Put them right. in this, see if they can do something crazy.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like I said I will never forget one of the exercises we did one day was. Name the smallest country in size with the biggest name that you can think of. Jeez. Just like what just shit that? like that. But people are throwing names out. He's like, that's good. Or, you know, maybe that one, not so much. My buddy, Greg Fager, I will never fucking forget, raises his hand. He's like, yeah, Greg, Equatorial Guinea. And he says, well, w- what? <laughs> Equatorial <laughs> Guinea. He's like. What is that? Where is that? Oh, it's on the west coast of Africa. It's just down under here. It's about this far of below the equator. Huh, interesting. But yeah, so the, the fucking teacher of this gifted and talented class has to go to this fucking atlas and starts flipping through and like, huh? Oh, I'll be damned. There it is. Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, it's <laughs> tiny. Well, I yep. think Greg wins. It's just like it was off the like he had been yeah. fucking waiting for this. Like he'd been saving it someday. But, somebody's going to ask I, me for a small country with a big name.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. For some reason, I remember being a kid remembering certain things like yeah. just things that you were
0: just randomly
1: interested in. And it's like, someday I'm going to tell somebody about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like, I know this, I'm yep. interested in this. But when someone asked me, I'm going to know the answer.
0: Yeah. Someday somebody's <laughs> going to ask me about the breeding habit of the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> dude yep, i yep. want to know now i remember one kid our science teacher about
1: whales and barnacles
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's always that one kid. he's like no
1: he's like no barnacles grow on whales they eat that he's like that's not how that works he's like yes it is i've looked it up they were, like started <laughs> going at it he's like that's not true and then you know next thing you know there's google searching and he's up there <laughs> yelling at him
0: god damn it he's like yeah this kid's right i'm an idiot Well, I remember Maddie doing that in like uh, kindergarten. They, uh, the teacher asked him what everybody's favorite fruit was. And Maddie said, black grapes. And the teacher said that there's no such thing. Those are purple grapes. And Maddie said, no, I know what a purple grape is. I'm talking about black grapes. And she said, they went back and forth. Like she came home all pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) One day we went to the store and she's like, look right there. I told her. That's awesome. I thought she'd hold that grudge forever, but apparently she finally let it go. I still enjoy it. No, but
1: like I've had a flashback. of I remember. Oh, it was in like sophomore year. Um, the egg teacher wrote out Jorge. You know, like J O R G E. Right. And said George. I'm like, well, yeah, it's George, but it's also Jorge. And she's like, no, it's not. I was like. (laughs) yes it is like that's jorge yeah and she's like no, it's not i was like in mexico they'll they'll say george and jorge she's like no
0: i was like yes they do like, i was like out. all right i'm
1: just gonna let this one go i was yeah. like i'm just gonna let this one because i was in high school i was older so i was like yeah i'm not even a her. like she'll just be right. offended
0: if i prove right. that to her <laughs> like this bitch just gonna fight me
1: yeah and then i remember uh buddy he grabbed me he's like yeah that's jorge He's
0: like <laughs> right away he's like i just think but
1: he's like that lady doesn't know anything <laughs> oh,